This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Scripture declares, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So obviously, any obstacle that hinders a Christian from living a life of faith that's pleasing to God is an obstacle that needs to be overcome. But Satan will always use the most powerful weapon he has to try to weaken even a strong and effective faith. As we'll see, perhaps Satan's top weapon choice in this battle is the control of a believer's life through fear. In these next six days of his new Overcomer series, in his first message entitled simply, Overcoming Fear, Pastor Ray teaches us how to best break fear's power in spiritual battles by using spiritual weapons. Since the spiritual antidote to fear is faith, we learn to overcome fear's power by applying a simple principle, replacing every fear thought with a faith thought. Now, here's Pastor Ray with more on exposing its evil nature and overcoming fear. Today, we're just going to kind of lay down a little foundation before we get into all of the different scriptures that we want to look at. But this particular subject that I'm uh, talking about today um, is one that really, um, uh, you know, affects everybody's life in one way or another, whether you're a believer or not. But as it relates to the believer... This is of uh, real important or should be of important interest to us because this also has to do with our faith. How many of you know that we've been called to walk in this life by faith and faith is trusting God? But if we don't have this particular thing that I want to talk about today under control or we don't understand it and have some strategies in our life to work against it and really to expose because one of the things that I'm hoping to do actually today is to expose a little bit more because this is a ploy and a trick of the enemy that he works in our life and really what I'm trying to get to and what I want to say to you is I'm going to talk to you for the next couple of weeks about the subject of fear 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 is an ugly ugly thing and it's something that we need to deal with how many of you have are right now or at some point in your life dealt with the spirit of fear in your life right and um uh, this verse, let's go to the verse and then we'll, we'll, we'll take off from there. But in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 7, very, uh, this, this verse, when I found this verse, uh, it, it set me free. This gave me such courage. And it says, for, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, so what we have to first understand is that this, this, this fear is, is a spirit. I believe it, it, is, it is used by the devil over and over in, in you know, many situations in our lives. And that God has not given us the spirit. God does not motivate or use fear to teach his children or work in his children. God does not have fear because there, no, there is no fear in God. Except for our reverential fear that we ought to have towards God. Right? When the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We're not talking about terror, fright, 
this kind of thing. We're talking about respect, awesome respect for God. Really, when the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord, it's talking about respect for God. In other words, let me use, let me, let's just lay this down so we can understand the difference here, okay? Um, there's, a, there's a light socket over there on that wall. Now, electricity is something that is, you know, very good and can be very, very helpful. Now, I don't fear electricity. I mean, you know, I, I can take my toaster and plug it in or plug another appliance in, and, and I have no fear about it because I understand that, you know, it, it's there and it, it powers up things. But I'm not going to take my finger and go and stick it in the socket to test whether that electricity is what it says or what it, it's all cracked up to be. That's called fear of electricity, although I'm not afraid of it, I respect it because I know it has power, if it's abused, to kill me. So I'm not in terror over the electrical sockets in my house. I don't walk around and say, oh, stay away from the electrical sockets. I just don't mess with them in a way that could hurt me. So you understand that that's, that's respect. That's, and, that, and that's the fear. When the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord, that's what the Bible is referring to. That we ought to have this awesome respect for God because we understand that God is bigger and stronger and better than us. No matter how big and strong and bad you think you are, God is better. And God is bigger. And God is stronger. Right? So, but the other element of fear is this terror and this fright. And this is what 2 Timothy is addressing in, in, in this particular verse. He's addressing the fact that this spirit of fear is not given by God. It doesn't come from God. Its origin is not of God. But that this, this, this particular spirit of fear, if we're not careful with it, it will come to uh, torment you and bind you and, and, and really cause havoc in your life and, 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 and bind you up. So I found that you know, if you don't learn to deal with this spirit of fear in your life, because I, let, me, let me say this, there are, there are people sitting here today, I believe that there are dreams and visions and desires and things that are bottled up and locked up in your life. And the only reason why you will not pursue them and go for them and chase after them and make the steps towards the bettering your life and increasing your life is because there is the element of fear that is blockading you. You're afraid of the future. You're afraid of the outcome. You're afraid what that decision is going to, you know, what it's going to cause in your life. You're afraid of change. You're afraid, you know, of failure. You're afraid of this. And of, let, let me tell you something. As a believer, we can't be operating in faith and fear at the same time. We have to deal with the fear issue in order to be moving and abounding in strong faith. Because one of the things that I learned is that faith and fear do not operate in the same, at the same time. You're either in faith or you're in fear. And, and, and we'll look at it today. There's, there, you know, sometimes you can have a little fear, but you've got you to gotta buoy up your faith so that it overtakes that fear. Because the only, the only way that your faith is going to work is when you keep your faith and walk in your faith and stay strong in faith. But when fear is operating, if you don't deal with that, it's going to sap you and drain you. And we'll look at a, we'll look at a little situation here in, in just a little bit talk more about that. But, but fear has a, has a gripping effect on so many people. And, and it, it's, it's got you paralyzed. At least that's how I felt. There were many times I was gripped by, by fear and felt paralyzed where I couldn't, was afraid to make decisions or afraid to move forward or afraid. And along the way, like, you know, you see, 
uh, you see the end result in my life of ministry and, and some degree of success. But you don't know the, 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 the fear, the, the obstacles that I've had to endure and overcome all the way up to this point in my life. And if I allowed those fears to grab hold in my life, you know, afraid of progress, afraid of finances, afraid sometimes in the very beginning, some people scared me. See, people don't scare me anymore, but some of you look scary this morning, but you don't scare me. But, but you know, <laughs> but, you know, of certain situations, fear would always come. And I had to learn to break those fears because I got to this verse says, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's what, that's what um, helped me to progress and to break through those fears. But I know so many people that are just bound up. I know myself for years, I worked a job in my early days that I hated. I hated, I couldn't stand the job, couldn't stand the boss. But because I was so afraid to make a move and to make a decision, I just sat in my misery and was miserable. Does that sound like anybody here today? I was afraid of the outcome. You know, I was afraid that if I made this move, I'd lose the job and wouldn't have any money. And, and I kept every time, you know, there was a possibility of a new job, I, I, I was afraid to make that step forward. So fear was always at work in my life, trying to hold me back from God's best and from making those decisions that were necessary to make. And I say this, some, some of you sitting here today, is the fear factor working in your life that's preventing you from really accomplishing and doing things that you know you want to accomplish and do? Fear will, will, will mess up your life. And, and if you succumb to the spirit of fear, it, it, will, it, will, it will direct and change the direction of the course of your life in a way that maybe you don't want to go. And through, through life and through the course of ministry, I've met many, many people who, um, who have been bound up by this spirit of fear. Am I speaking to anybody here today? Am I helping anybody with what I'm saying? See, uh, Bound up by the spirit of fear. Remember, there was a lady in, in the church many, many years ago when we were back in Porchester, and she was, a, she was afraid of everything. And one of her big fears was driving on the thruway. She, she drove, she used to take the back roads everywhere. She went the long, I mean, took the slow boat to China to get to wherever she needed to go because she would not get on a, on a through, on the, on the freeway or the highway. Um, and, um, so I had been teaching about fear and talking about some of the same things that I'm talking about now. And I guess I finally got to her. And one Sunday morning, she came running into church and she said, Pastor, Pastor, you're never going to, she was so excited. She says, last week, she said, you know, after you preached, I had had it. You preached on this subject for a few weeks and that was it. She said, it was the time. She says, I got over by the, by the acceleration lane in the highway and, and I, I, I think she said I closed my eyes. I don't think that's a good idea. But she said, put, my, put my foot on the gas pedal and zip, just got right onto the highway. She said, I drove on the highway. She said, what do you think of that? See, she faced her fear and she broke the power of that fear. Now, many people go through life and never break certain fears in their life. Um, see, now, getting back to the, the point with children, obviously you want to teach your kids wisdom, right? But you never motivate or teach by the spirit of fear. So we know that, you know, crossing a street can be a dangerous thing. Is that not Right, right? People do get hit by cars crossing the street. But the motivation, the way you would teach a child and keep the principle of fear, but teach them the principle, are you ready? Of wisdom. Wisdom and fear are totally different. 
But some people have wisdom and fear mixed up because you think it's wisdom, but it's really fear. So the object is, don't, is not, not to cross the street or to avoid the street. The object is to take a child to the corner and teach them how, tell them this is a dangerous corner. You could possibly get hit by a car if you do not use wisdom. And this is what you do. You look this way, you look that way a couple of times, and when the coast is clear, you bolt across the street. <laughs> right? That's teaching a child wisdom without the fear element. See? So, so if we're not careful, and, and I say this to, to parents too, is that if you put too much of that fear on your kids, it's going to bind them up in their, in their later life and really hold them back from accomplishing and doing things. So you've got to have that balance between, you know, that terror, fright, fear, and wisdom, you see. But if you're, if you're being motivated by the principle of fear, you're going to do a lot of harm to yourself and to your children as well. So some of the things that I wrote down just about what we talk about fear, um, number one, fear is a thief. It robs you of your peace and joy, Right? There are things you want to accomplish, there are things you want to do, but fear holds you back from accomplishing those things or doing those things. It kind of puts you into like a spiritual prison, binds you up, right? Want to get a better education, but I'm afraid that I might fail. I want to, uh, you know, I want to uh, take that course to, to possibly have the opportunity to uh, advance myself in, that, in, in, this, in, in my career, but I'm afraid that I might fail the course. Here's one, here's one. I had a bad marriage before. I'm afraid that the second marriage is going to be bad too. So I'll live miserable wanting to be married, but I'll live miserably single. Because really, if you're not careful, sometimes fear will cause you to put up a defense in your life. But it's not a good defense. It's a very negative defense that holds you back from experiencing the joy and the peace and all of the wonderful blessings that God wants to give you in life. People have failed in, like I had a string of failures in business. I mean, everything I did in my earlier days, you know, I did it for a while, nothing ever worked. And I, and I have to be honest with you, you know, I, I, I progressed in life thinking that, well, I really can't really accomplish much because everything I've tried has failed. Tried this business, tried that business, tried this, and everything seemed to just fall apart on me. As much as I put my energy and my best into it and worked hard, I've always been a hard worker, it just didn't work. So, so coming up, and especially as I came into ministry, I had to be very, very careful that I wasn't uh, allowing that fear factor to hold me back and say, well, you know, looking, you didn't do it then, and what makes you think you're going to do it now, and be afraid to make some advancements or make some decisions or do something, you see. Fear, fear will definitely rob you of the blessings of God if you don't learn how to deal with it. Is, that, is that anybody getting anything? All right. Let's, let's identify what fear is. All right. Another thing about fear is that fear is an exaggerator. Fear is an exaggerator. It makes things seem bigger than they really are. One minister said it this way, one preacher, I don't know who it was. I wish I came up with this, but they used the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. See, the devil will accommodate you with all kinds of false evidence to try to make something look bigger than it really is. How many of us have been through something, we went through a terrible time of fear and fright, and when we got to the other side of it, we realized it was nothing. What was I all worked up about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Because fear is an exaggerator. Fear always makes things seem so much worse than they are. One of the things that I learned uh, so long ago is that when you're presented with something that is bringing agitation and fear to your life because it's, you know, seems like a big deal, sometimes you just got to look at that thing and say, what is the worst possible thing that could happen? Well, some might say, well, the worst possible thing, the doctor uh, tells me that I have six months to live. Well, if you want to try to and use your faith for healing, the very first thing is that you have to look at the situation like this. If I get healed, it's a victory, and I'll go on in this life and I'll live. If I die, it's a victory. I'm still going to go on and live. It's just going to be in heaven with Jesus. So, so the way to break the power of fear is to look at the worst case scenario and just come to terms with it. This is the worst possible thing that can happen. How bad is it that I go to be with Jesus and live forever in peace and joy and never have to suffer again another moment? There's nothing bad about it. It's a good deal. I live whether I'm here or I, there, I live. I live there or here or wherever, I live. So that's the way that you break the power of that fear in your life is by always looking at the worst case scenario. And when you look at it that way, you realize that it's really not as bad as it looks or as bad as it sounds, right? So if we're not careful, fear will bind you up. Bad relationships, bad you know, situations, bad job, whatever it be, feeling uh, insecure about things. So insecurity is just another, another word for fear. Its root is really fear, insecurity, you know? So, so fear is a thief, fear is an exaggerator. Fear is an intimidator. Actually, this uh, 2 Timothy uh, 1.7, uh, when it says uh, God is not given us a spirit of fear, some versions actually translate, he has not given us a spirit of timidity, which Webster's Dictionary um, defines that to be to force or to deter with threats or violence. See, that's what, the, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to intimidate you, put you back, cause you to shrink back for, from fear, because fear and t- uh, timidity or intimidation is the same thing, to try to hold you back from being and accomplishing and doing all that God has promised and all that God would have for you to do, you see? So, so we, fear will, will try to intimidate you. You can't do that. Who, who do you think you are? How, how are you ever going to do You're not this enough, that enough. So what, what it begins to work in your life is this pressure, this force in your life to hold you back and to keep you from making those decisions and making those movements forward. This is, this is, this is the operation of fear in the lives of people, you see? You have to be certain that you are not being bound by the spirit of fear in your life. Like I said before, sometimes people use excuses, but it's really not that. It's really fear that's motivating them and keeping them where they are and preventing them from ex- uh, uh, excelling and growing and progressing in life. So, so we have to understand that fear is an intimidator. And sometimes, you know, and I felt that along the way. I've been intimidated by people or felt intimidated by circumstances or intimidated by situations. And the more you, the more you meditate on the fact that you're intimidated, the more intimidated you become. See? So at some point, you have to bust out of that and face those fears and move forward because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If something is not of power, of love, and of a sound mind, then I reject it. I take a stand against it because it's, it's just that, it's that nasty spirit of fear that wants to come in and hold me back and bind me up 
from progressing and doing and being all the things that I want to do and be. Am I speaking to anybody? Is this, is this, all right, fear. So we're laying the foundation here. All right, so fear is an intimidator. Um, another, another thing is fear will imprison, imprison you. It'll restrict or limit or confine you. And again, it's that whole principle of it holding you back. Keeps you paralyzed, immobile, immovable, because you are, you are, you are bound by that spirit of fear. You can't break out of that, all right? Um, another thing is fear is a tormentor. It will annoy, harass, or tease, or here, cause mental anguish. How many people can say amen to that? That's what, that's what fear does. It torments you. And one other fact is that fear is the opposite of faith. And faith is the opposite of fear. All right. So um, the very first thing that I, I want to kind of go into just for a little bit, and then we'll look at a couple of verses this morning, is that one of the things that we have to uh, focus in on and, um, is, that, is, is this principle. One of the ways that you face off fear is by going back to understanding how much God loves you. And when you are rooted and grounded in the love of God and the love that God has for you and you are secure in knowing that God accepts you and loves you just the way you are, that begins to build faith in your life, which is the only real defense against, against fear in our lives. Uh, many, many, like I said, many years ago, I, when I was going through this whole thing, trying to break these fears in my life, and so one of the verses that I, I got out of the Bible was 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. And he says... And this is what it says. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So one of the things that, one of my defenses and one of the things that I did is that when fears came up, you know, oh, this is going to happen, oh, this is going to happen, or that might happen, or what happens now, one of the things that I would do is I'd go back to the perfect love of God casts out all fear because fear involves torment. I reject torment. I reject every negative thought right now. I am renewed and restored by the perfect love of God. God loves me. His protection is on me. He's guarding me, guiding me, watching me, walking beside me. I have nothing to fear in this life. No person, no situation, no circumstance, because the perfect love of God is protecting me. God loves me. Many years ago when I first started preaching, in my early days, back in the Assemblies of God Church, I used to preach a whole lot about faith, 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 faith. Every message I ever preached was about faith. And even to this day, all my messages always seem to get back to faith in some way or another. And there was a, a woman who was a little bit older than me and had been in the Lord, a bit, I guess, a little bit longer than I at that time. And she called me aside and she said, uh, can I just talk to you about something? And I didn't like this one bit because I didn't want anybody to tell me anything, right? I knew everything and I didn't want anybody to tell me anything. I was cocky and snotty and... I'm, I'm real sweet now, but, but, but so, so she called me aside and she said, um, she said, Ray, can I just share this with you? She said, you know, you teach about faith and I understand that faith is good. She said, but people can't really understand faith until they first understand grace and the love of God. And I said, what do you mean? And then she explained it. She said, because, because how can they have faith in someone they don't trust? Because they're not even sure if they if he loves them. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.